Hey, church family, welcome back to week 15 of our doctrine series where we're going to be talking about end times, guys. So uh, Pastor Lee kind of brought us the word about end times, laid out some really awesome graphs about what to expect. Um, but why is it important? Let me just ask that question first off. Why is it important that we um, know what's coming up, that we know the future? Man, this is kind of what we're waiting for, right? I mean, it's either like our death or Jesus coming, and this life is like all preparing for that, basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you think, Elijah? Yeah, pretty much the same thing. So we can, you know, be ready for when he comes. Like, you know, like a thief in the night. Like, it's, you just want to be prepared for the coming of Jesus or for your salvation. You want to be prepared. Yeah. Because when I think of end times, like, I think of it both ways, like Adam was saying. I think of the end times as a whole and then the end of my time. So one of those is going to come first. So, Yeah, I think of, you know, I, I remember reading this book, and I mentioned it last time I spoke uh, on stage, but the already but not yet, you know, mm-hmm. that's that we're in this kind of weird stage where we know what's coming. Mm-hmm. We don't know when, but we also know what he's done for us. And so we're in this weird place of longing, but also waiting and realizing that all of it's going to come true, but we're just kind of in this weird spot of, trying to navigate this world full of hopelessness. And, like, that's one of the things that I I would say is interesting as a believer who really understands the end times of Scripture, like, theologically, is do you think that the people of God tend to not live their lives as if this is true, you know, in reality? So there is this promise in Scripture that Jesus is coming back, but yet we're in a world that's filled with so much fear, right? And... I would say a world that's desperate to kind of hold on to this earth and, mm-hmm. and like fight for this earth. And what's the balance there, guys? Because it's like, as believers, you know, I, I don't think we should throw trash out our window and be like, oh, this world is ending. You know, <laughs> I think there's a stewardship of this world. Yeah. But there's also a recognition that, you know, there's going to be this consummated kingdom, which is the heaven and earth will be reunited. And ultimately, God is going to redeem everything that's broken and lost. And so what do we do? How do you guys live out the end times within your daily life? Or can you? You know, what, How does it affect your daily life? That's like, to me, that's when you need to be concrete, like in your salvation and in your belief in who Jesus is and knowing what he says uh, is going to come to pass. Because I feel like when you, when you like accept that, that fear, I think that's what people are holding on to, is the fear of dying, the fear of what they know to cease to exist. And, you know, as believers, we really should not fear death because uh, Jesus has victory over death. And, I'm, like, it's easier to say than to, like, actually think about You think about, well, I don't want to die, I don't want to leave my family, and this and that. So... Holding on to that fear of death, I feel like, causes people to, you know, like, especially Christians, to live like Jesus isn't coming, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like, not that they don't think he's coming, but to live like he isn't because they want to take advantage of everything in this life now. And Mm -hmm. and, Yeah, Yeah, I want to have a fear and reverence of the Lord, not of anything of this earth. Mm-hmm. Like I, the, the end times all of reading all of this is it's scary. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> this depiction of what it's going to look like is terrifying, but I want to go into that with a boldness and confidence of knowing who's going to win 
and what the outcome is going to be and, and where I'll be in that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. What do you guys have you seen any end times movies over the years? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what have yeah. been your impressions on some of those end times movies? What, what What's your takeaway? I know for us with end times, you know, it's hard to visualize everything that the Bible promises, yeah. but what's your thoughts on this? I feel like the Bible is like clear on certain things about the end times and the way to happen though. And I don't think I've seen an accurate depiction. Theologically screwed. Cause I still like most end times movies, I still see a lot of flooding. I'm like, he said he wasn't going to do that yeah. again. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. why is all this water in the equation? Yeah, but, right. yeah. Somatic but, effect. Yeah. <laughs> What's your thoughts, Adam, on those end time movies? Yeah, we're kind I, of fascinated with that. I don't think I've seen one that's been theologically accurate. It's all they've all just been kind of skewed. They like take pictures of it or like short imagery and try and recreate it, but it. I personally don't think it's it's really gonna come off that way or like it's gonna happen mm-hmm. that way. Yeah, I think um, it'll look it'll look a lot different than any of it's, those it, movies really portray. It's also kind of weird to me, too, how there's this whole fascination with end times movies yeah. and not getting them biblically correct. But what other religion is there like an Armageddon and end times in mm. that they're pulling this idea from that the world's going to end? Yeah. Like, but, where are they getting it from if it's... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, and I think there's a mixture of, and this is kind of what I was saying earlier, there's a mixture of, like, human fear that the earth is going to freeze or you know like this you know there's a fear of like us the too much pollution and the earth is going to kind of fight back like there's Mm -hmm. that fear Mm -hmm. with the biblical stuff and it kind of (laughs) intermingles yeah right so it's like the end times of like oh this massive earthquake or flood Mm -hmm. and then and so you're like it doesn't really say in scripture that the world will look like people right are going to be there's gonna be a great Great, great wickedness in the world, which I would argue probably is going to affect the the natural world around it, mm-hmm. right? I would argue that, but mm-hmm. to what degree mm-hmm. um, is fascinating because people always associate the end times with more of the natural disasters than the people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think as human beings, we tend not to want people to be the problem. We tend to want to yeah. blame, and I think that's probably mm-hmm. why too, right? It's like, no, the world's the problem. The world's going to... It's like, no, it's actually going to be a great a great war amongst the people right mm-hmm. and we have a lot of evidence of that we just don't like to think about that yeah. as much mm-hmm. uh, but, maybe that's why i don't know but man I, I wish people made more movies that were like biblically biblically accurate yeah kind of yeah giving the timeline and showing what's actually gonna happen like i think of the passion of christ yeah, yeah. like that that was such a solid movie i mean of course not everything's gonna be perfect yeah. but it was a really good like depiction of what Jesus's death and the time leading up to it was like but if there were some other movies written on some old testament <laughs> like mm-hmm. if there was a movie written on the book of Daniel I'd probably my mind would blow up watching it I think yeah. <laughs> stuff like that yeah, yeah. it'd be really cool though Oof. yeah I would say maybe maybe there isn't because there's a good there'd be a lot of criticism oh yeah you know a lot of people mm-hmm. that would because again a lot of it's unknown mm-hmm. and so there's a lot of interpretations that are you know, that would just kind of fly out mm-hmm. of, yeah. you know, we, you pick a route, you're going to have, you know, 90% yeah. of your people are going to disagree in the 10%. Yeah. yeah, you got it right. You know, that, yeah. that type of thing. But with end times theology, have you guys ever found that, um, like here, here's something that I noticed on Sunday. So the church in large part has, at least evangelical church has large part, like in the history, taught rapture theology where the church will be raptured prior to the tribulation. Mm-hmm. And, 
because of that, I would argue that the church has always had the approach to tribulation uh, as a little bit apathetic because they're like, well, we're not going to be there. You know, we're not going to yeah. be there for this. And so I would say that that's probably why the church has been not very interested in talking about it is because the notion is, oh, we're going to be taken up. We're not going to be there. We don't really have to care. It's only going to be for the people who aren't believers that are going to really need care for this. Mm. Um, meanwhile, the people that aren't believers aren't reading scripture. So, <laughs> so they only, and so, but let me ask you this question is, is are, we, are we hurt by that? You know, the idea of saying, well, we're not going to have to endure the tribulation, you know, not knowing whether we are or not, really, biblically, we don't yeah. know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you can make good arguments both ways. Does it maybe give us a little bit of a sense of comfort to say, oh, we, like, for example, if we knew for certain we would have to endure the tribulation compared to if we were taken prior, would that change oh, the church? I, yeah, and in what way? Absolutely. I feel like, in a way, if we knew that for certain that would be our main focus. <laughs> like yeah. that would be yeah. what we focus on, which is probably why we don't know that for certain. Cause the main focus should be Jesus. But I feel like anytime, especially with prediction and prophecy and stuff like that, it's easy to be like, make that the main focus of the religion rather than Jesus Christ coming down for us. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to go in, I don't want to continue in life just assuming that we would be raptured up and not experience any of it when we just don't know. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, we, I, we need to be aware and educated on what the Bible says about it. Mm-hmm. And um, I think we should be, you know, studying prophecy, mm-hmm. studying books like Revelation and... Uh, the passages in, in Matthew and in Mark and Thessalonians and um, aware of what the Bible says about it. And I think Lee did a good job of laying out timelines of, of what it will look like. Um, but there's obviously still some unknowns in there. So I, I think we do need to be looking into that as a church. Yeah, and I think the tribulation itself is, I think it does frame our like our political conversations, I think it should. I think it should frame our, like, conversations about the world, like, in a way that's healthy, so not in a divisive way. So, like, what I mean by that is when you see the world and you say, I think this world can become a utopia world. You know, I think human beings can make this world into a perfect world. We just would get along with each other. I would say, like, okay, it's great to think that, and certainly we want to offer Jesus to the fallen and broken world, right? We want to make disciples. We want to fulfill the Great Commission. But that's not, that's not going to necessarily happen holistically. And we know that because a lot of the world will be deceived. Mm-hmm. And so part of it's like, is the world posturing itself in a way that aligns with the end times? Yes. And I think it's important for the church to recognize that so that we don't become bitter and angry towards our neighbors because we know that what the enemy is doing, but we know what Jesus is going to respond. You know what I mean? Like that, so how do you guys navigate that? Like when you look at the world, I know all of us who have a basic understanding of end times sees the things that are going on and says, well, yeah, makes sense, right? Even the Middle Eastern conflict, there's a lot of things we're like, okay, God, you're, okay, it's aligning right now. But then you kind of step back and say, but I don't want to be indifferent towards, you know, love and peace and mm-hmm. joy and fighting for goodness and fighting that, you know, so... 
how do you guys navigate knowing that this is where the world's going to go, you know, and do we have enough of our antennas up to recognize it without it necessarily becoming something that makes us become bitter? You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. You know, we Mm -hmm. talked about that with, so like, when we see those things, we don't become like, oh, politics will save us or governments will save us. It's like, no, Jesus is going to be really the one who's going to fight this ultimate battle for us, which is this corrupted world kind of aligning itself to mm. the enemy, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where, where do we go? Because in, in the same breath, I could also argue, okay, well, you think of like Hitler in World War II, you know, it wouldn't have been good for the church or righteous men and women to be like, oh, well, this is the end times. We're just going to let Hitler do Hit- Hitler's things, right? Mm-hmm. There's a there's a need mm-hmm. to fight back on darkness because yeah. we don't know. Mm-hmm. And people thought Hitler was the Antichrist. Do you get what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So yeah. so how do we posture ourselves as people and as a church in the midst of knowing the end times is going to happen and so it's going to be aligned? Are you guys following my thought process? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All the while not, not being indifferent towards fighting back the darkness. Right. I think it's a temptation to view it and, and not view it as if we shouldn't keep loving people just because of the way that the earth, that the world is, is headed, you know, like the Bible says that, um, love is just going to be kind of destroyed and like everyone, there's just gonna be so much hatred. So it's like, why should we keep loving people if the world's going to go like this regardless, but Christ called us to be the light of the world. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, you see in the Bible when, when the church is taken up, the world gets so much worse. Mm-hmm. So when we're still here, it's <laughs> like there, I think it would be much worse if we weren't here. So we need to continue to love people as Jesus called us to. Yeah. So that's kind of being obedient to his calling for the church. Is there anything we can do to affect this timeline that we see in scripture? Is there anything that we can do to change any of this stuff? Mm-mm. Yeah, that's that's a, uh-huh. also kind of the reality. Is um, what do you guys think about some of the the practical questions here? Um, you know, when we think about the end times, you know, after Jesus comes back and ushers in the millennial kingdom for the thousand years, mm. um, let's just briefly touch on that. Do you guys have any thoughts on that? You know, when you think about that, what what comes to your mind? A thousand year reign um, of Christ. I don't know. <laughs> it's good, like yeah. Uh, I just see. I imagine that is like the utopia that people try to envision and portray and stuff. I think that is gonna be beyond like anything we could comprehend. Hmm. Like that whole peacefulness, that righteousness, that you know, justness of Jesus ruling for a thousand years. Like, yeah. And we don't focus too much on on the earth aspect of it. Mm-hmm. We focus on like being taken to heaven, but we don't really focus on the there being a new earth created for us. Mm-hmm. And um, in Matthew and in Mark, he talks about how all of this is going to pass away, even the heavens and the earth, but only his word is going gonna, is gonna to stay and stand. But he's going to be creating those, that new heaven and that new earth. And that new earth is going to be really interesting to like, <laughs> to be there and see what that's like. Because I, I don't think it, it's just going to be so much better 
than Earth is right now, mm-hmm. that it's it's going to blow our mind. <laughs> yeah, and consummated kingdom, right? That's the term of what I use a lot because it's the completion of Christ's work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? So so that that in and of itself is one where I, I would say it's beneficial, and kind of we'll end on this, I think it's beneficial to understand that when the end times comes for believers, there is nothing but joy and rejoicing and hope in that. There isn't loss. And so many times we kind of have this feeling that heaven will lose things, right? We'll mm-hmm. lose. And when we, but what, what, we're, what we're saying here is that all of the stuff that was brought about by sin, all of it, will, will no longer be. Mm-hmm. And that to me is that as we wrestle with that truth, the proper thing would be longing for that, right? In the midst of all the physical realities of what's going to happen in the end times. Like that, that is what we all, to, all long for. And I would say that's every day we wake up and we kind of, that's why we have that, that this isn't all there is and there must be more. Like that's why we have all of that is because we're actually all longing for that day. Mm-hmm. Like we are. Mm-hmm. And even creation is longing for that day, which is a fascinating thing, yeah. but mm-hmm. we won't go into that. But uh, that's the proper understanding of, of end times, I think, is to say, no, Jesus is going to complete all his work and it's going to be finished and it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. And we always say like the best picture we have is pre-Adam and Eve fall, yeah. but even better, right? And so it, there's mm-hmm. this ultimate consummation of all that was broken and lost and there's a completion through what Christ has done. So again, we're in the already and not yet. And we're in this world where we want to we want to long for the not yet, but ought to operate in the already, right? Like mm-hmm. we are to share our faith and profess and walk out walk out that truth. And so that's, I think, the proper view of end times. Final thoughts, guys, before we wrap up. Just that Christ's timing is perfect in it and that he already has a plan for when he is going to come back and he wants us to continue to spread his name and his glory, his kingdom throughout this earth to reach Mm -hmm. as many people (laughs) as we can before he does come back. Um, So I think we need to be walking in boldness in every day, which I'm guilty of this as well, of not living like he is coming back soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously we don't know when he's going to come back. He's going to come back like a, a thief in the night. Um, we just need to be bold and sharing our faith with as many people as possible, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I just like remember my grandfather used to just always say, Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Yeah, that's good. It's like, that's what I think of when it comes to this walk with Jesus. Because he he told us what's going to happen in the end. And he told us how to prepare. So, I think there's also an aspect of like, the church needs to be strong together to comfort each other Mm -hmm. and encourage each other through that. Mm -hmm. Because that... yeah end time is going to be hard <laughs> like <laughs> like it is it's going to be a battle mm-hmm. leading up to that to that final battle yeah. of standing firm in our faith um with all of these temptations and all of this evil around us like the man of lawlessness the abomination of desolation coming and mm-hmm. um the mark which we we didn't get to jump into all of this stuff maybe we will another time but need to comfort each other through it yeah, amen All right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us. See you next time.